Welcome to the Fangirls Library, where we don't shy away from all things nerdy and sexy. Hi, Annie. How are you doing today? I am fine. Thank you. It's a little bit dreary here, but not too bad. It's at least warming up. How are you? I'm good. It is also rainy here and a little cold, but you know, not too bad. Well, I think I know something that's going to perk us right up though. What is that? We're going to review Rachel Lacey's book, No Rings Attached. We are. I am so excited that we got an advanced copy of her book so we could talk about it. Yeah. And hopefully inform the world, the entire world (laughs) of her awesome book and just how like warm and fuzzy it kind of makes you feel. Right. Did you get that from this book? I did. It was such a good read and it really... It was happy. They're a little bit angsty, but a lot of happiness, a lot of friendly. Is that the right word? The book is very friendly and everyone in the book is really friendly. Yes. Like I, I love this friend group and I want to be a part of it. And also, I mean, the book cover, I wish we could show people, we'll post a photo, but it is so, Mm -hmm. it's such a great cover of a book. It is. too. And we do talk to Rachel about book covers and how they've changed over the years and how kind of Instagrammable they are now. Mm -hmm. It's so bright and colorful. So we will touch upon that and definitely post a link to, or a picture and a link to where you can buy the book. But let's, uh, let's dive into this book. Let's do it. All right. So first and foremost, this is Ms. Wright book number two. And it's the second part, although it could be a standalone in her Ms. Wright series. Uh, The first one is called Read Between the Lines, and that takes place in a bookstore. It's kind of Rachel's own um, lesbian take on You've Got Mail, which is cute. And this is kind of a modern update. So No Rings Attached begins with a classic problem. New York City resident Leah, which is short for Amelia, needs a date to her brother's wedding over in England. Coincidentally, her best friend's friend, Grace, I know that's a bit of a mouthful, lives in London and is actually willing to help out. They end up hitting it off uh, more than expected, especially since they share a bed. And right there, that is uh, too much loved tropes. Yes. Do you want to hop no, in? I, Anything I, to say on that? I I loved the one bed trope popping up uh-huh. through the book. Um, that that really made me smile. Um, I liked how. I guess I wasn't really. I didn't know whether to expect. You know, like those tropes we talk about a lot in fanfic to be so woven into it, and not to say the book feels like is fanfic by any means. Um, but I just, I, I really liked that. And I liked, um, you know, it seemed like, like Leah had more reservations in the beginning about sharing the bed than Grace did, mm-hmm. um, which you would have maybe thought it would have been the other way around. Right. Well, Grace is a little more reserved in terms mm-hmm. of how she is willing to put herself out there and let herself get attached to people. She has walls up yes. around her heart. Yes. And we find out a bit of a secret. I'm not going to give away any spoilers 
but that's as much as I'll say. Grace has a little bit of a secret that Leah guides her, not guides her. Grace has a little bit of a secret that Leah helps her through emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is one thing that I will say about all of the characters and the friend group. They are so supportive. And I really appreciated that. We should all be this lucky to have such a supportive friend group. We should. And what I also really loved, because Rosie, who's a more of a main character in the first book, Read Between the Lines. So Rosie and Grace grew up together in New York and were best friends before Grace moved over to Europe. And then Rosie and Leah met in college when Leah came over from London to New York for college. And I really loved that even though Leah knew these things that were going on with Grace, she didn't tell Rosie. She would tell Rosie, you know, you need to talk to Grace. And I I loved that even though they were best friends, they had those boundaries. Like Leah Mm -hmm. still had those boundaries of not sharing what she knew. Well, that's just common courtesy right there. You don't want to give away someone else's. I mean, it is, but it doesn't feel, I don't know. I know. And I've made that mistake in with friends as well, where I've shared something and then realized, oops, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But I I, I did appreciate the maturity level and not. Yes. Yes. Giving that away for her friend and possible love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of love interest in the one bed trope, they end up going on a road trip out of New York City down to Virginia. Washington, Washington, D.C. in the Virginia Mm -hmm. area, right? Yes. And that's a lot of fun. We get some wineries, some burgers in bed. Yeah, that was really cute. Some museums and sightseeing. And I know we talked a little bit about um, kind of the relationship between um, Rachel's Stella Scully stories with the burgers in bed and, you know, in the interview and how that showed up in this book. And then, which was really nice to see that crossover. between the two. Yeah. When you kind of dive into someone's work like that, it's hard not to see all these connections. So mm-hmm. when I was reading Syntax 6 and all of Joanna's stuff, mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. Joanna as Hannah Mason, I believe she went by, mm-hmm. you start to see characters that are all similar and similar situations. And you're like, oh, they like this type of story, maybe cancer or road trip or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um so yeah, I, I just happened to remember that Stella and Scully had shared burgers in bed before, which I think is a really cute date. That sounds so relaxing. It sounds super relaxing and chill and fun and something everyone should do. Yeah, I kind of want burgers in bed now. I also, I love DC and I loved Leah's love of museums. I have a love yes. of museums, so I really related to that. Um, have you been to DC? You've, I have, I've been to DC a few times. Um, I love been. the museums. You have to go. I know we live so close too, but I don't know. Well, once the kids are a little older, come. I think you know because the the museums are all free there too. So I know, I know. Well, yeah, and then they did become older, and then COVID, so it's been a little yeah. bit difficult. But yeah, I think they are getting to the age where we could go for a long weekend, yeah. a few days. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I interrupted no, no, that's you. Totally if you, want to come. Um, you were talking about museums. And oh yeah, them. no. And I loved, uh, I just loved Leah's love of museums. I loved Grace encouraging Leah, like, you know, 
and I, I don't think this is a spoiler, like Leah had in, had studied museum studies. Her plan was to work for a museum and to travel more. And then, um, which we learn in the first book, um, when Rosie's mother passed away, Leah stepped up and helped Rosie run mm-hmm. the bookstore. And, you know, Grace just kind of putting a little bit into perspective of like, you helped Rosie during this time, but things are different now. And maybe it's time for you to chase your dream. Like maybe you should see if you can go out there and, you know, get a job in a museum and see if that's, you know, where your passion still lies. Mm -hmm. And I equally loved, you know, when Leah brought that up to Rosie, just how much Rosie was like, yes, like you should do that. Like, you know, go live your dream, live your life. Which just brings it back to how supportive that friend group is and which is just so great women supporting women and something we should all have in our lives. Absolutely. And I do like that this book has a little more tension. Grace Mm -hmm. is so reserved. We don't know exactly what's going on and what's going to happen. She not refuses Leah's advances, but she is very protective of her heart. Mm -hmm. And it does leave me wondering, will they get together in the end? Will Leah stay in New York City? Will Grace go back to London? Same. And and on that note, like with Grace, I do have to say, I admire how truthful she was with Leah. Yes, I about loved her reservations that. And, and how, like, she Leah wasn't kept, playing games. No, she wasn't playing games. And I also loved how Leah kept wanting to talk and talk about things. And Grace kept telling her, You talk too much, you talk too much. But I think it was really important that Leah be able to share what she was feeling and to say what was on her mind. Agreed. Agreed. Do you have a favorite part of the book? Oh, I, I mean, I don't want to get too much into the end. I, I really enjoyed, um, I enjoyed this section and I don't think this is giving anything away when they came back from the road trip Mm -hmm. to New York city. I really enjoyed that section. Um, I guess we've already touched upon my favorite part. And this is kind of, it's not a big part of the book, but something, there was just something so sweet about it that I loved was the burgers in bed part. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's just that simple kind of date that you might have with someone that you're just really comfortable with. They've already been in the car together for so long. They're going through something very emotional together. And to just be able to share burgers in bed with someone that you maybe love, you're starting to love. I found that very sweet. So maybe that's why that part sticks in my mind so much with both her fanfic and in the story. Well, and you also have to love, because it's during that section. Is that during the section where they're watching the spy who dumped me? I'm not sure if it comes in at that section, but I also noted that. Because I I have that for one of the quotes I was going to share. And I was wondering if it would come up for the both of us. Yeah, I loved that when when Jillian Anderson came on screen and Leah says, that's not. Leah's tone was incredulous. Oh my God, that is her. But she's blonde and British. (laughs) She's not actually Agent Skelly. You know that, right? Grace Tease. I thought that was funny. And then I have, so from that part, but it's a little bit different. A movie sounds great, Leah agreed. She reached for the remote control and searched through her options. Oh, look, the spy who dumped me. Kate McKinnon is in in that. Grace giggled as she popped the cork on a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc. 
She poured two glasses and handed one to Leah. You say Kate McKinnon is in it. I say Jillian Anderson's in it. Leah's brown wrinkled adorably. What? No, she isn't. Oh, yes, she is, Grace said before sipping her wine. And she's extremely hot. I think we can all agree with that. Yes. Yes, yeah. we can. Yes. So slightly different than what you had, but I like that we both chose that section. And I do, I do really like Kate McKinnon and Jillian Anderson, obviously. So yes. I yes. couldn't not pick that. Yeah, no, that that's a great scene in the book. I was trying to find um I have one more quote I if mean, you want me to go for it. Go while for it. I, I was just wondering, okay. No, I mean it's not giving it. anything away that they sleep together, right? No, I don't think so. No. I think we know it's a sexy. Yeah. This is this is Rachel Lacey after all. <laughs> it's a sexy sapphic novel, please. Come on. But go ahead. You can go ahead with your sure. Message. So before we get to the sexiness, I have a quote that kind of shows how Grace feels. Grace also feared their possible rejection if this meeting didn't go well. She kept herself at arm's length from people for this very reason. Her heart was a delicate thing. Instead of toughening her up, each loss or heartbreak only seemed to make her more fragile. And I thought that was a perfect mm -hmm. quote for Grace. That was, yes. That one really um, stuck with me. My other one is a little more funny and goes to the one bed. Um, Hell yeah, it does. It's when they get to DC and they check into the hotel room and they're talking about, um, Grace is talking about the sexual, uh, sexual tension between the two of them and just how horny she was and how much her emotions were a mess. And it goes... So when she led the way into their hotel room and saw the king-size bed in the middle of the room, she almost doubled over in laughter because obviously the universe was having a laugh at her expense. So she might as well join in. This is the wrong room, Leah said from behind her. I'm sure if we go back downstairs, they can swap us to a room with two beds. Grace looked at the bed and then at Leah, so pretty in her purple jeans and gauzy white top, her hair windswept from their walk along the waterfront. And Grace was just tired. She was tired of fighting the attraction, tired of denying herself the kind of pleasure she'd forgotten she even wanted until she met Leah. No, she said quietly, I'm ready to have that talk you wanted. And then I want to share that bed with you. Nice. But they do keep the lines of communication open throughout. They do. I mean, it's, they're so mature. And I mean, I know they're adults, but just... Mm -hmm. But I mean, not every adult is that mature, no, let's be honest. No, And just very mature in how they're handling things. And, you know, and I think that still leads to some angst and leads to some tension. And, sure. you know, and maybe still leads to not everyone thinking they're going to get what they want. Mm -hmm. So overall. Overall. Enjoyable. It is. It's, it's a great book. It really, it grabs your attention. Um, and the characters are just so likable and you want to learn more about them. Yeah. I mean, I think if we're going to wrap it up, it's that you need to go buy the book and read it. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and you can find it on Amazon. Uh, you can find it in, like as a print book or as an ebook. Mm -hmm. And while you're at it, everyone should also read, um, read Miss Wright book lines. number one. Yeah. Miss Wright book number one. 
and check out Rachel Lacey's other books. Rachel Lacey has a lot of books out there. The Midnight in Manhattan series is really good as well. Mm. Yeah. A lot of her books are based in Manhattan, which I really like. That's nice. I miss Manhattan. <laughs> Same. Same. Check it out. And you can go to rachellacy.com to find out more about her, find out all the books that she's read. She's and also on Twitter. She's also on Twitter at Rachel S. Lacey. So R-A-C-H-E-L-S-L-A-C-E-Y. And we'll make sure to share links to her Twitter and AOL. Not AOL. AO3. <laughs> Sorry. We'll make sure to share links to her Twitter, AO3, and website and Amazon. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys. All Until right. next time. Thank you. Bye. The Fangirls Library is hosted by Kristen and Annie and is part of the AFP Network. Music and artwork by Trevor Nelson. Mastering by Moving Air Studios. You can find us on Twitter at Fangirl Library. On Patreon at Fangirls Library. On Instagram at Fangirls Library Podcast. The Fangirls Library.